guys, I literally have to just uh, like just tell you everything that's just happened in my life because like this this day like these past days just haven't felt real like this past weekend has felt like a fever dream and it's so crazy and I just have to tell you everything but before I get into that hi welcome if you're new my name is Abby Murphy and I'm so happy that you're here and I just love you so much and we're just gonna have so much fun and everything's gonna be great yay awesome I love Jesus I hope you love Jesus and if you don't you're still welcome here I'm gonna talk about him and it's gonna be interesting you don't have to love Jesus to be here but if you do love Jesus well look at that I love Jesus too with that being said I'm gonna give you guys an update and we're gonna go ahead and get into this week's uh, podcast episode I'm just gonna be talking about my week this week and how God has like shown himself made himself known in my life because it's been a in just crazy ways so um this past weekend I went to Texas and let me just tell you Jesus is alive in Texas my mom and I drove from Belmont to Texas a 10-hour drive and it was just literally crazy so she picks me up at Belmont which is the school that I go to and um I go put all my stuff in my car or in her car um (laughs) important that you know that it's her car um but yeah I go put all my stuff in her car I have like all my audition outfits I brought my piano so I could practice I brought my sister's um uh bridesmaids dress like we had to try on things like just just packed the car full because I was going to be in Texas for like four days I had a couple days of auditions there and so I packed the car to the to the max brought food like the whole shebang So we're driving like three hours. We just passed Arkansas, um, like the bridge, the Arkansas bridge that like connects Memphis to Arkansas, Memphis, Tennessee to Arkansas. And so um, this whole time, like mom's air in her car hasn't been working. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, this is ridiculous. Oh, I always yawn in the podcast. I'm sorry, y'all. You're just going to have to get used to it at this point. But um, yeah, so then, but you know, it was fine. Like I was just being... A little butthole and was like oh my gosh like I would need air but I was fine everything was fine um well then the car starts blinking like blinking and I'm like what is going on turns out mom's car was breaking down yeah isn't that amazing so her car broke down on the side of the road in nowhere Arkansas um, and we pulled over at the bait shop, the bait shop. Gotta love it. Um, the, this bait shop felt like one of those places where you walk in and you're in like a different time period. Like I walked in and I felt like it was in like 1960s. Like it had like, it was like a gas station, but it was so old and it had like little booths where you could sit and like eat. The bathroom was propped open by like a two by four, the toilet like you couldn't flush the toilet because it didn't work like it was just so old like there was just like cases of meat behind this guy and like ale eights and like root beer bottles like there were no like cans or anything like everything was just so old timey which would have been great if the car wasn't broken down but like that was the only shop for miles that was the only place to go for miles and when you're broken down on the side of the road that's not really what you want the case to be so we walk into the bait shop like I'm telling you like this is one of those places where you close the door and then you open the door and you're somewhere else 
like in a mythical world. Like I felt like I was in Wizard of Oz and my house had just crashed and I was about to open the door and be in a fairy tale land and people were about to start singing. Which honestly for me, like in that musical theater world, would have loved it. But um, at this point, I was just trying to hold back tears because we were stuck on the side of the road and had seven hours to get to Texas and I had to be there at a certain time or else I was going to miss this audition that I had to go to. So long story short, the guy there was so nice. He saw me crying, offered me food, like the whole thing was super, super kind. But we broke down on the side of the road. (laughs) Yawn number two. We broke down on the side of the road at like four and uh, like 4.15 and the shop closed at five. So we called a tow truck um, at like 4.30 and they weren't going to get there until 6.50. And we were like, what? Memphis is literally 20 minutes away because we just needed to get to Memphis. Um, so we tried to find an Uber. There was no Uber anywhere. Like, I'm like, this is a place where people ride horses to work. Like, it was just like, there's not, they don't even probably know what an Uber is. Like from what this town looked like it looked just it like old timey times um it wasn't even a town it was the bait shop in Rhodes so I don't know anyways so that didn't work um we were like we need to get out so the, by this point it was like five o'clock we were still waiting on the tow truck we were like we need to get out of this area of town oh my gosh I guess I'm just really bored by this story because at this point I've told it like 12 million times but I've never had a story like this that's so crazy. Like, I thought this stuff only happens in the movies. Like, I didn't realize stuff like this was capable of happening to just normal people. But God continues to surprise me every day. So, now I'm going to think about yawning and I'm going to keep you. Whatever. It's fine. Everything's fine. So, anyways. So, um, we, I'm like, I'm like, we need to get out of this town, like, we need to leave this town. But it's like unsafe. We're two girls. The shop's just closed. We had, don't know where we are. We're just on random roads. Somehow, mom starts the car. Um, and it starts. And we make a rash, just in the moment decision. Let's just try to drive back to Memphis. So we drive for like two minutes and then the car starts shutting down again. So at this point... Mom just slams on the the gas and we pull over on the side of the interstate because now we can't stop. We're already going like we can't go back to the bait shop or else we'd have to cross on the other side of the interstate. It just doesn't make sense. So we pull over and like the side um, beside the interstate, like where cars pull over and we're just putting for like five miles. Like literally it's 20 minutes of just going maybe five, six miles an hour trying to get to the nearest gas station somehow we make it to this exxon and at this point i'd been texting my friend david perry who is also going to this audition in texas who lives there he knows someone in my program um who uh their parents live in memphis her name's elena Ryan. so elena texts her dad and her dad is gonna come pick us up he's never met us before don't know him at all like know of him because of belmont and belmont dads are amazing um but he comes and he picks us up at this point it's like 6 30 the tow truck 
has now told us they're going to be later than they were. And we're just like, oh my gosh. So he comes and picks us up. It's like 6.45. We shove everything we have into, I felt so bad, his tiny little car, um, like a little convertible. I put my piano in there. I put all of my like makeup bags. I brought like three different bags. Mom brought three different bags. We put the bridesmaids dress in there. Like we put everything in there. It was madness. And somehow it just magically fit in there. All of it. And he was so kind. He was so, so kind. So we left the keys to the car in the van at the Exxon praying to God that the car would not get stolen. So mom gets a confirmation text that her car has been picked up by the tow truck people, um, which is great. Awesome. At this point, we've made it to the airport because it's the only rental car place that's open. And that's why we had to have Elena's dad come pick us up because all the other rental car places were closed. And so the only place that was going to be open was the airport, but it's like seven o'clock and the airport closes at eight. We need to get a rental car. Boom. Now. So dad calls the rental car people puts the rental car under his name. We get into the rental car, find it great. Thank you, Elena's dad. Transfer everything. Love him so much. We're going to get him a nice little present. Um, it's going to be awesome. So we're driving and right before we're like let out of the gate, the girl goes, are you Matt Murphy? And mom was like, uh, no. And she was like, I'm not supposed to let you leave. I guess I'm not really supposed to like say this, whatever. It doesn't matter because the moment's gone now, but and it's a great thing that happened, but she was like, I'm not supposed to let you leave. And mom just starts crying and she's like, you don't understand. Like blah, 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 blah. We have to leave. Blah, blah, blah. I'm married to him. And she's like, oh, you're his wife. And she was like, yeah. And the girl was like, well, this never happened. And she opens up the gate for us and we're like, thank you. So we drive out in this little Kia Soul seven hours to Texas. It's like eight o'clock at this point. And mom's like, we're still going. And I'm like, are you serious? And she's like, yeah. So at this point, I'm like, this is going to be crazy, but whatever. Here we go. So we're driving, we're driving, we're in this little Kia. Everything's great. Everything's fun. Uh, I got like, oh my goodness. I need to have a coffee or something. We got like food and we were watching Outer Banks and it was awesome and Love Island and just having a great time. Two o'clock rolls around um, and we're like, we should call our hotel just to make sure that, uh, you know, since we're arriving later than we said we were going to arrive, that they like, you know, have our stuff. We call the hotel and this is exactly what I heard. Okay. So it's like, bring, bring. Hi, yes. Uh, is this the Hampton Inn? Mm, yeah, Hampton. Um, so we got a hotel room there and we're going to be arriving later than we said, but we wanted to make sure like that the room was still under our name. Oh, name? Uh, Murphy? Let me check. Uh, like, I mean, it was literally like that forever. So Mom hung up. We had our room. We were kind of like, um, okay, interesting. Buddy boy is a little sleepy or something. 2.30 rolls around. We're in Texas. We're in Fort Worth. Um, we just passed Waco, which I fangirled because I'm like, Jonathan Pakluda lives here. Oh my gosh. I love Jonathan Pakluda. I love the Becoming Something podcast. I'm obsessed with 
just I he's like my like I would fangirl if he walked on campus at Belmont University I would be like <gasps> like I, I it, Selena Gomez comes on campus oh cool hey Selena how you doing girl Jonathan Pacluto comes on campus I'm like <gasps> what I'm literally like starstruck so anyways enough of that um so we pass Waco we're in Fort Worth Texas on the interstate and there's not many cars on the road there's two in front of us maybe like three yards in front of us like three yard sticks um and my mom and I are driving and all of a sudden I see this guy run across three four it was either three or four intersection lanes on our side of the intersection in between the two cars in front of us and we're like what the heck he goes in between he like hops up on his toes and like jumps up and goes airborne and that's the only way that the car behind him there's a car in front of him and a car behind him it's the only way the car behind him misses him like i don't know how he didn't die like we and we would have seen his body his body probably would have hit our car like literally i don't understand how this man made it i really don't because the cars were going fast he was in the middle like i don't he was so close like inches away literally inches like I wouldn't be surprised if he had like bruised on his butt or like his ankles like he was like it looked like he got hit from like the angle that it was but somehow he didn't well the car behind him also the one in front of us swerves in front of us hits the wall does a 180 around not like upside down but like around to where the headlights are now facing where the trunk was airborne in the air 180 i'm literally like what like just silent with like like speechless i'm like what so we call 911 because we can't like stop we're on the interstate because i was like mom should we stop and she's like we're on the interstate and i'm like oh duh so we call 911 we're like we're on uh at whatever exit a fourth Worth, fort worth whatever blah 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 um, side note, didn't realize this is the case a lot in Texas. Maybe it was just my experience, but we had like four different instances where people were just running across main busy roads, just running, trying to get from one place to another in the middle of lanes. Like, I don't know. I don't think that's very safe, but maybe Texans were raised differently. I don't know. But anyways, um, I guess they just love a little subway sir for a moment, but, um, we call the police, whatever. We hang up. About two minutes later, we get a no caller ID. We answer it. It's the Texas police station. They're like, we can't find the crash. And mom and I are like, it was like, you would be able to find it like in our heads. Like it was pretty obvious. So we're thinking maybe she drove away, but there's no way because her car was kaput. So I don't know. I hope and pray that that girl is okay. I hope and pray that the guy's okay. I don't know what was going on. It's 2.30 in the morning. Like, I don't know. Not my job to figure it out, but my job to pray about them. So um, then we get to our hotel room around 3.30 and we walk into the Hampton. We're exhausted. We're so tired. We're like, we've been stranded on the side of the road for three hours. Witnessed a near-death car accident. Like, don't know where mom's car is at this point it's just madness so we walk into the hampton and no one's there mom calls the hampton to like get the phone to ring so someone will come out and behind uh, the wall 
comes this stumbling guy, barely able to keep his head up, half a smile on his face, his eyes are glazed over, his eyelids are like half closed. I'm like, oh, this is the guy that we talked to on the phone. Awesome. And he sounded exactly like he did when he was on the phone. Um, gotta love him, but I was so exhausted at this point that I, my patience what like I struggle a lot with patience and this was definitely the Lord testing me because whoo I had to use a lot of patience at 3 30 in the morning and um I also just was trying not to sleep because my mom was driving and I couldn't drive the car since it was a rental and so yeah so anyways so we get there and he like it was so bad to the point to where like like he was obviously drunk or high or or something like obviously maybe both probably both honestly is the state he was in I don't really I don't know but like he couldn't even put the pin down to like write what number our hotel room was and it was just crazy so now I'm starting to feel unsafe because I'm like I like he probably has a key to these rooms and I'm feeling but I just I didn't care my head hit the pillow at four and I was so wired from like everything that had happened that day and all the stress like all the tears, all the just anxiety. I just couldn't fall asleep. Like I was just so tired or so tired, but not tired. Like I was tired and exhausted, but like wired because of all the stress my body had gone through. So I just was like talking to God, praying like, God help me with this audition tomorrow. Cause at this point I'm like, I don't even want to go. Like this is crazy. Like I don't even want to go to this audition. I mean, obviously I wanted to go, but it was just so much to endure on the way there that I was like, Oh my gosh. So Friday comes, I go to the auditions, I get back and mom is like, mom uh, tells me how she doesn't know where her car is right now because apparently the tow truck company couldn't bring the car back to the Honda place to get it fixed because the Honda place was closed. So they just dropped it in a random lot. So now we have a lost car to deal with. Um, Saturday comes mom's still on the phone, trying to figure out where her car is also trying to make sure it gets fixed before Sunday because we're headed back Sunday and we need to get our car. It's crazy. So I get back from like first round of auditions on Saturday and mom comes in the car and she's like, so I talked to this to this girl and um I've talked to her a couple times but she said to me you know ma'am like I don't know why you're in Texas but something is telling me there's a dark force that does not want you to be there doing what you're doing and they're you know trying it's trying to stop you and I'm a very faithful woman um you know I'm very strong in my faith and I have really good intuition I you know believe in the Lord I'm a Christian whatever and something's telling me that this is just the beginning and you're going to have more to endure. So get ready. And mom was like, well, it's crazy that you say that. Like my daughter and I are super like faithful Christians, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Tells her all. So, you know, you know, they bonded and whatever. So then mom and I drove back on Sunday, got the car, dropped the rental off. I got back in my dorm and was like, what just happened? I mean, it was just the craziest weekend. So looking back now, I'm like, where do I go from here? And I think the general idea is like Satan was trying to stop me, but the Lord said no. And that seems to be the trend in society today and in this world today is that like, like he broke, like he 
tried to just have everything wrong with transportation, tried to make me not want to be somewhere where I knew the Lord was calling me to be. Even like had this lady tell us, you know, like the Lord had this lady tell us what, what Satan's plans were. Like he's after us because something, something good is about to happen. Um, but the Lord said, no, like I will have my way and I will provide people who will open the gate for you to leave at the rental car place, even when it's not what the worldly rules are. And I will have a place for you to stay, even though it's not super amazing five-star service, you know, like Jesus was born in a cave. Like you can spend one night with a drunk staff member, not I said that in a weird way. I didn't spend the night with the drunk staff member. I, Anyways, whatever. You know what I mean. Um, just because the circumstances are not the way that you imagine it ju- doesn't mean you can't still minister in the way that I have you to minister. Mm, the, the prayer that's been over my heart right now is respond to the call. Someone has to tell the story. And that's so beautiful to me because I've really been praying about a lot of things in my life and it seems that the way, like I want to minister to people and tell people about Jesus, but, and I know it's not glamorous, but it's, it's, it's in ways that like I'm getting opportunities in ways that I'm like, this isn't glamorous, but it's also not like, like the way I expect it to be, but I can still do it even though it's not in the way that I expect it to be. Um, because that's what God is calling to me, me to. So I need to respond to that call um, because someone has to do it. And he's obviously calling me. So I've got to respond. I've got to do it. Um, and so I feel like that's what this crazy weekend has told, taught me is that like, if he wants you to do something and be somewhere and has it aligned in his plan, no matter what Satan tries to throw in your way, it's going to happen and it's going to work out the way that it needs to work out. We got our car, even when it seemed like the car was dead. You know, we left in that car and we came back in that car. I went to that audition. No one would have known anything that I would have endured. I was so nervous. I was going to be tired, sore, cranky, whatever. I showed up and just gave it my all, gave it all my energy. Let the Lord shine through me. And that's all that I can do. Um, he, he is her father and he's going to guide us in the way that we need a bible story that kind of like helped me with this a little bit um they kind of like grounded me and really (laughs) trying to figure out what the lord was teaching me through this weekend was um in my bible reading for this week actually it was on monday the day after i got back uh matthew chapter 9 verses 10 through 17 so i'm just gonna read that now it's a cute little story it's story time everybody later matthew invited jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests along with many tax collectors and other disrep disrep i just burped sorry disreputable sinners but when the pharisees saw this they asked his disciples why does your teacher eat with such scum so even just right there it's like jesus put himself in a situation where people wouldn't imagine him to be in, you know, um, he, he went down to the sinner's level. That's not glamorous in any way. And that's not spreading the gospel in a, in a glamorized way. 
verse 12, when Jesus heard this, he said, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. Then he added, now go and learn the meaning of the scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For I've come to call those who think they are righteous. Or for I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. And under it, I wrote, I am a sinner. Because I'm a sinner. I'm not perfect. I sin every single day. You know, I am sick. Um, you don't go to the doctor when you're healthy. Maybe for like that yearly checkup. So like, I guess that'd be similar to like going to church on Christmas once a year. I don't know. Trying to find the, the, the similarities between these stories. But what I'm saying is when I am sick, I go to the doctor because I know that the doctor has knowledge. I know that the doctor is going to do what they can to try to make me feel better. Um, I know that the doctor is going to give me advice to try to help me feel better. And usually that advice is to rest, take it easy, give yourself what you need. Um, and when I try to fix myself when I'm sick, it doesn't work. Like one time I had strep, didn't realize I had strep. My throat just hurt and I just tried to like brush it off and, um, and just try to like fix it myself. Never went to the doctor. And a week later I broke out in a rash <laughs> all over my body and it lasted for two weeks. It was the worst pain I've ever been in in my life. It was the most painful rash ever. And it was due to the fact that I didn't I had strep and I didn't realize it and I didn't treat it properly. So my body was trying to fight it off and it resulted in this huge rash thing. It was just crazy. So I learned my lesson there that you can't fix yourself in ways that you don't have knowledge of. I read the Bible daily to know, to gain that wisdom, right? I cling to the father because I know I'm not perfect. I know I'm, I'm a sinner and will continue to be a sinner every day. And I need to learn from him and, and cling on to him and, and ask for forgiveness from him every single day. Um, because he is my doctor. Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sinners do. Um, I, I just love that, you know, um, because the Lord saw this weekend that I was sick and needed help. And he came and fought for me and, and provided a way for me. Um, and yeah, so anyway, so this continues on to say one day, the, uh, verse 14, one day the disciples of John the Baptist came to Jesus and asked him, why don't your disciples fast like we do and the Pharisees do? Jesus replied, do wedding guests mourn while celebrating with the groom? Of course not, but someday the groom will be taken away from them and then they will fast. Besides, who would patch old clothing with new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth, leaving an even bigger tear than before. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the old skins would burst from the pressure, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine is stored in new wineskins, so that both are preserved. And by that, I wrote, he made everything new. Even though you feel old and sick and a sinner and tired, you can be made new and will be made new when you accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life. And if you already have, know that you can run to him and he will constantly renew you again and again and again. You know, we keep hearing of these revivals going around, which is an amazing thing. But a revival is not a one-time thing. Revival is renewal and renewal is constant. And it can be all on your own. You just have to run to him. Go to the doctor. Go to the doctor and get your meds, girl. Go, go, go ask for that help. Um, 
But that's what Jesus has been showing me through this crazy, just crazy, crazy, crazy time. Um, I hope you all enjoyed. I hope you got something out of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all. Jesus loves you. Texas is crazy, but you know, that's where I was called and I responded and I hope you do the same. I love you. Jesus loves you. And that's life. <laughs>